Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. KWTX at 4 starts now. All right, happy Friday, long weekend ahead. Thanks for joining us. I'm Justin Early here with Lauren Westbrook and meteorologist Camille Hawksworth. If you've been outside on the roads, you know it is it is really packed yeah. out there. You've got to be careful out there right now. Yeah. Tra the traffic is wild. Yes, it has. It's, I feel like Fridays are normally crazy, but then you throw in a holiday weekend right. and woof, I do not want to be out there. Yeah, so just pack your patience and be safe out there. Let's go ahead and get to number one in our daily four. Yes, here we go. President Biden and the First Lady invited the LSU women's basketball team to the White House today to celebrate their NCAA basketball championship title. There they all are. The celebration turned somber halfway through the ceremony after an LSU player fainted while on the risers during President Biden's remarks. Coach Mulkey later identified that player as Samia Smith. Bonke later said Smith's okay, but embarrassed. Oh. Of course, I mean, can you oh, imagine? Gosh, yeah, I... after a few minutes of pause and a quick check-in with the team, Mr. Biden continued the ceremony. During his remarks, he joked with star player Angel Reese and said her cousin, who plays on the Connecticut team, wants to have a one-on-one -on -one game. The Yukon Huskies men's basketball team will be at the White House later for their own championship ceremony. So uh, congratulations, ladies. Yes. Obviously, some serious ties with Mulkey here, mm -hmm. um, you know, celebrating those ladies. And I, I have seen people faint in weddings and in you know, I hate to draw attention to an already embarrassing moment for that young lady, but she's it, a good yeah. company. It happens. Yeah, to time. <laughs> I it hope happens. she maybe she locked her knees. You know, exactly. I did high school. I, yeah, middle school choir. They said never lock your knees. Right. When you're on the, yeah, Queen Elizabeth, you know, she would stand for events a lot. She remarked once that she would always kind of bounce on the balls of her feet and never lock her knees. So she yeah. wouldn't have that happen. But anyway, it happens to people. It's OK. She's and all right. And big congratulations. Huge accomplishment. Huge yes. accomplishment. So we're happy for them for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Now to number two in our daily four and some advice for you. Paper checks are not nearly as popular as they once were. People maybe haven't even used them as younger, some younger folks, but they are still around. And if you use them frequently or just occasionally, you should know that check fraud is on the rise. The Wall Street Journal says more scammers are hitting up people's mailboxes and USPS mailboxes and sending envelopes with checks in them. In fact, what they're doing is they're attacking postal workers and stealing their master keys so they can get into those big blue postal boxes. I didn't even know this until today. It's wild, but it's happening. Well, then the crooks, what they do is they use special chemicals to take out the ink of a written check, and then they write in new amounts and recipients. You could basically scrub that information and make out a large check to yourself. That's what's happening. The experts say there are some things you can do to protect yourself, though. First, uh, if you can, make digital payments. That's an option for a lot of companies and businesses. Limit the number of checks you write and only send them to people that you know personally, if you can help it, and send checks directly from the post office. So we said those blue mailboxes were getting hit. Just go to the post office itself, send them there. Also, you can use gel ink. You've seen those gel ink pens. Mm -hmm. It's harder for crooks to remove that ink from the check because it's thicker, so that could help you too. Uh, that's scary to think about. You know, the, the, we've always thought of the mail as generally trusted. People know there are big laws that protect you in your mail, but they're doing it anyway. It's horrible. And it definitely feels targeted once again with these scams yeah. towards elderly people. Older people who have just yeah. written checks their whole lives. Or maybe, like, yeah, I was saying millennials 
don't even know what a check is. So some, it's some like kind of recircling the, the fraud scheme. I mean, I feel like it's kind of gone away for a while. Yeah, it, check writing and. It's so digital yeah. these days. It right. is so rare to have more rare. I mean, I maybe use them three times a year, you know, for just different things, but, but it's out there. Now, as for the USPS, um, those break-ins in those mailboxes, the Postal Service is spending a lot of money and they're installing high security collection boxes to prevent this. And they're also using electronic locks to replace those, uh, they're called arrow keys, uh, to hopefully avoid that. So, but just be aware if you're writing checks, there's some tips to help you out. Now to number three in our daily four, Plane nuts. Okay, we've been telling you for months about near misses between airplanes at airports across the country, but some other peculiar incidents you just have to see to believe. Look. Okay, listen to that. You're hearing the wind. That is a Asiana Airlines Airbus in the middle of a flight overseas. Oh, when no. a passenger just opened the emergency door. I didn't even know you could do that. Oh, no, no. Amazingly, I thought everybody got sucked out of the well, plane see, that's, when that happened. You know, that's what people think in movies, that's what happens, but this did not happen. Thank goodness that they're okay. Nobody was seriously injured. The South Korean jetliner says a man sitting next to the door, he opened it as the plane flew it at just 700 feet, so it was just about to land, just about to touch down. People tried to stop him, but he didn't succeed. He was arrested after landing, but it's unclear why he did that. Wouldn't that be terrifying? It's horrible. Oh and then if you've ever been locked out of your house or your car, you can relate to this. Uh, the Southwest Airlines pilot got locked out of the flight deck recently and <laughs> no other options to get inside. So he crawled through the airplane window and the airline says a customer accidentally locked the door to the flight deck while using the bathroom uh, <laughs> and the passenger on the same flight or a different flight or a different passenger on the same flight from San Diego to Sacramento took some of these pictures of that ordeal. And the passenger says, and this is impressive, really, he was impressed with the pilot's dedication and that the flight only left eight minutes late. I mean, <laughs> he's going to get you where you're going. Eight minutes for because of that. I have been on that a tarmac been... much longer than eight minutes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so oh, yes. power to that guy. Good for him, I know. He but, was dedicated. Yeah, he was dedicated. Well, he solved the you know, problem, saved the day. But that whole thing about the, the, the you know, there are these DC-10 planes back in the 70s. You remember this? And they'd be going across, you know, from like New York to London and the doors would blow off of those things. That was nope. a defect in the planes. And so that has happened, but let's not let that happen again. <laughs> Come on guys, don't, don't mess with the door. Please don't mess with the door. I'll sit there. Okay, let's look now at number four of the Daily Four. Yes, this is all about paper airplane day. Mm -hmm. That's today and keeping in with the aviation theme that you were just talking about, Justin, it's all about paper airplanes. People have been making them since at least 1909 and some people think they were doing it as much as 2000 years ago in China. The largest paper airplane ever created was in Germany in 2013 and it had a wingspan of almost 60 feet and does hold the record for the longest distance a paper airplane flew with the number 226 feet, 226 feet, that's how far it flew. So even though you think you know how to make an air, paper airplane, there are several different ways. You can go to the internet, you can look up new designs, we actually have a few here with us. We, yes. Each so one looks a little bit different. We've got some different, different styles. Yeah. So, uh, we had this one. I think Karina, our producer, made this, and I think that one too. Yeah. So. And yes. Okay. Honestly, last year we, I did this with Megan. Mm -hmm. She was Vanslow at the time. Megan Boyd Megan now. Boyd. Yes. <laughs> for Paper Airplane Day, and we across the studio flew them. Okay. And I did not win. You did so not I have win. to redeem yeah. myself okay, here. Okay. So see how that one does. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Which way are you going to go? I'm going to go this way because I. Okay. Okay. Do you want to do one at a time? One at a time or no, all this? Race, race, yeah. race. No, 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 wait, no, who, we, made, who made ours me. too? I made that one, it's you terrible. One? Okay, go, go I think one. Okay, I'm gonna go first. Okay, ready? Yeah. 
Oh, went a little farther. Right, Justin. I have no redemption. I used to fold these, but I appreciate making. I did not do a very good job. That was okay. So close. Now, this one, I looked at the internet to look at how to make this thing. A 12-year-old yeah. showed me how to make this plane. So let's see how it does. It's called the glider. It's supposed to go really far, but I crashed it earlier. So let's it's see all on it the does. wrist, too. Don't so do the whole see. arm like me. Oh, I did the whole arm, too. That oh. went. Uh, and this, it, it, it did down better and, than, yeah. The, yeah Carnage. Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that it, was a straight nosedive down. Yeah. Pretty good, though. We're pretty far. This is the last one. Um, one of our employees, Nate Smith, made this. Let's see. Thank you. No, no, you got it. Okay, you got to just flick the wrist. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That was pretty oh. good. That was good. <laughs> Did this one ever get any flight? No, yeah, that was Lauren. No, that was, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is the one that I made. It reminds me of an episode of The Office. Yeah, <laughs> it really okay. does when they have to like compete. It's so much fun. Okay, I don't think we're fun. winning any of the records, though. No. Are you sure? <laughs> we're having fun. Thank you for oh, watching us. It's a good time. Coming up uh, in less than two hours, a special ceremony honoring veteran, veterans of Vietnam and those who've lost their lives will take place in Waco. We have the organizers here to give us the details when we come back. Stay with us. Memorial Day is a time to honor our fallen military members, particularly those who died in service to our country. And this evening, the Heart of Texas chapter of the Vietnam Veterans of America will host a special ceremony honoring the memory of service members who died during Vietnam. And joining me now from the Vietnam Veterans of America is retired Air Force Major Gary Urban. Uh, and with the local chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution as well, we have Marilyn Judy. So thank you both for, for coming and being here. Um, for, for those who do not know about this memorial happening in just a few hours here at 6 p.m., what does the ceremony entail? Well, um, today is May 26th. We usually have a ceremony the Friday before Memorial Day. And uh, we will uh, have military honors for the 83 soldiers and airmen that were killed in Vietnam. And we will have, uh, again, a military program. Uh, the young Marines will present colors. We will have taps at the end, and we will read out the names of the fallen soldiers and airmen. And also, uh, we will give an opportunity for uh, some people in the audience to say a name or two of a fallen or a soldier that was uh, a veteran that uh, has recently passed away. That's a kind of a tradition that we have. I've added on to it. You know, this is obviously you know, hosted by the Vietnam Veterans of America, but other organizations help contribute, including the Daughters of the American Revolution. So Marilyn, for you, what's it like to be a part of this event? Well, the, the chapter of the Amer Daughters of American Revolution is happy to partner with um, Gary. We received an email from our state, uh, from our state region, and also our national region, giving us a list of um, events that they would like to mm -hmm. us to partner with and celebrate. So, yeah. And so we are happy to do this, and we will be presenting pins to any uh, veteran ha that has not received one. Yeah, doing so much good together and really giving that honor at where it needs to be. This is not ticketed. Anyone can come, right? Correct. Yes. Welcome to the public to come. Uh, as a Vietnam veteran yourself, Gary, what is it like to honor the lives of those lost in Vietnam? Well, it always, every year, it brings back lots of memories. Uh, I flew on a forward air control aircraft in Vietnam, my second tour over there, and uh, I lost three pilots that uh, were killed in action, one in Laos, mm -hmm. 
when we wasn't really there yet. And then two in uh, around Saigon in Vietnam, they were in the same aircraft and they both were killed. So it's very, very personal and, and for so many people, such a personal thing. And so it's coming together like this has to maybe offer some support for folks, would you say? Yes, and uh, one of the best things is seeing family members there uh, that you know we can thank them too. And uh, it's most of the f folks, Vietnam area era folks were, oh, have families that were in the military. I had an uncle that was wounded at Pearl Harbor. My dad served in Army Air Corps in, in England. Uh, with Jimmy Stewart, and he can prove it. And another uncle was uh, in the occupation of Japan. Another uncle was in uh, the Navy in Korea. My cousin John and I were in Vietnam, same time. And my son had a tour in Iraq. So uh, it's a kind of a family tradition, and like a lot of a lot of families in the United States, an extensive legacy of service to our country. Uh, Maryland, the McLennan County Veterans Association is hosting a ceremony Monday, uh, Memorial Day proper on Hew in Hewitt Park. What can you tell us about that happening on Monday? I uh, don't know a whole lot about it, that. Gary can tell you. We one of our members is going to be the MC okay. at that event, uh, but Gary can probably fill you in more on that sure. activities. Yeah, McLennan County Veterans Association and it'll be in Hewitt Park. And Hewitt Park is located at 801 South Hewitt Drive. Yeah, kind of that main drive there by the school. Yes, And what, yes, it do, is. what time is that gonna be happening? Nine o'clock in the morning on Monday. Okay, 9 a.m. Monday. Um, anything else you wanna say about just the value of, of ceremonies and observances like this in the community every year and, and what they do to remind people about the sacrifices? How important is that to a community? Well, part of my organization is to help uh, support those veterans. We try to do things throughout the year that support veterans, and uh, we're happy to uh, support this effort, and I'm sure it means a lot to those guys who did fight. Well, we have a saying that we never forget, and uh, that's what Memorial Day really means. and. Uh, it's always a pleasure to see the families and the, and the uh, folks that just show up out there and it brings back memories for them and they get to participate with us. So it, it's a nice event. And we have a great location right on the river there for, with the Vietnam Memorial. And that, I'll say this, the memorial's been there. It was dedicated in 04. So uh, we've, we've held this kind of ceremony almost continuously uh, ever since. Gary Urban, Marilyn Judy, we appreciate what you're doing today and on Monday. Again, uh, the, or the Sunset Memorial Ceremony is honoring the 83 service members from McLennan County who died in Vietnam. At, it's this evening at 6 p.m. at the Waco Vietnam Veterans Memorial at University Parks Drive and Washington Avenue, which again, like Mr. Urban said, is right there along the river. We'll be right back. <laughs>